answer to that is no. How many people actually think in the course of a day, what's in that bottle of water that I bought? Should I get Dasani? Should I buy Aquafina? You know, or do you just go into the store and you have a preference just like some people buy Pepsi and some people buy Coke? That's all fair. But the truth of the matter is, not all water sources that are bottled are equal. Okay, so specifically today we're going to talk about the pH level of water. Now, 7 is neutral. That's where you want to be. Within the 7 range is where you want to be. Anything a little over, a little under, super acceptable. The United States Environmental Protection Agency, which classifies pH as a secondary regulation for water, recommends a pH no lower than 6.5 and up to 8.5 as a standard for drinking water. So let's put that to the test and see where these brands fall. some results here like that is sickening I'm telling you I don't mean to keep making these videos in regards to hidden sugars and, and etc but two the spring water is a three the Nestle water is a three all of these are way 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 below where they're supposed to be so I'm not sure who regulates this stuff but I know for a fact that you are putting something in your body that is acidic 
You, it's not good for you. It's not good for you. It's not healthy at all. If you're going to choose a brand of water to drink, our Aquafina, which is sponsored by uh, Pepsi, I believe, and our Dasani, which is sponsored by Coke. I either got that right or I got them backwards, but you know what I'm saying. So if you're looking to choose a water product that is really, really good, let's go Dasani. That's a winner. You know, on my chart it shows six, but my chart doesn't do 6.1, 6.2, 6.3, so it could be 6.9 or 6.0. We can't tell with the testing that we're doing here, but we know it's in the six range. So I would go Dasani. Dr. Elderline, our bodies can only be healed of any chronic illness when our body is at normal or slightly alkaline. An imbalanced pH affects the cellular activity in the body, leading to the progression of most degenerate diseases, including cardiovascular disease, heart disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol levers, kidney stones, urinary incontinence, arthritis, osteoporosis, cancer, diabetes, etc., etc., etc. This World Health Organization is blasting us out here. If that's the case, then why would these companies be giving us something that is so acidic for us to consume and put in our bodies? They want to keep us sick? Is that what's going on? contributes to you being sick, to staying sick, and to getting things like cancer and diabetes and all the things that I just listed off. I'm disgusted. Okay, I got one more to take it even further. So we have the big blue water jug that you would have in your cooler at your house, and we take it to the local grocery store, and they have one of those great big machines. You put the blue jug in. You... Well, there you have that one too. So that's clearly in the four range. So the tap water that they're giving you the local tap water that I don't know that they're supplying you with, every district that you're in, everywhere is going to be different, but where I'm living, the local tap water that they're providing is a 4 on the pH scale. So that's really, really bad, man. Mm. Hey, relaxing MS. Take small and all we're going to do is fill her up drop the cereal in and show you what takes okay so we're just going to roll through these one by one by one i'm going to speed it up i'm going to put some music behind it shocking stuff It's not fun. Uh. 
I, we're gonna see what happens. You're gonna be shocked. I like this guy. You're gonna be shocked. He's like MacGyver, the serial tester. Dude. Okay, so I blended it all up. Now, I mean, you want to get all the clumpy stuff that's in the bottom. I blended it as best I could with what I got. I'm gonna pour it into this bag. Get all the chunks in there. And now all I'm gonna do is take this little magnet and throw it inside. I'm gonna squash this, slosh this all around. And the concept here is if there's metal in your cereal, obviously I would say that the magnet is going to pick that up, right? So let's see. Okay, so I blended it up and I added more... Whoa! I added more water to it. Just to try to make it so it's easier to get the any shavings that might be in there to come out. I found it was a little too thick. Stitch it. There we go. And also, when you're using those ninjas, if you add too much water and you press blend, it makes a super unhappy mess on the counter, okay? There's a heads up. Wow. Can you see that? Yes. You see all the metal there? Oh Look at that. God. Craziness. Look at that right there. That's metal in your cereal. Why? That's metal in your cereal. Wow. Like actual metal shavings in your cereal. Yeah, buddy. I need two hands for this. Look at that. Oh my God. You see the metal on the edge of that? That there is 100% metal shavings. 100% metal shavings. Okay, so I, I rinsed off the cereal. I mean, I don't not have much luck with zooming in here, but look at that. That's metal. Right there, that's metal from your cereal. Now let's talk relevance here, okay? These cereals do list iron as an ingredient, as a daily ingredient. It lists the percentage of iron that's in yeah, a, a regulated portion. I get all that, okay? And when I think to myself that this has iron and this has fiber, this has protein, I think of those things in passing. Did I ever actually think that when it says iron, that there's actually metal shavings? in the cereal that I'm consuming. So I am actively eating shavings of metal in my cereal. Not for a million years did I think that's what we had going on. All right, so we're gonna wrap this up. All I'm trying to say is, I'm just trying to build awareness. When you're purchasing from the major grocery stores, as a consumer, it is your right to be educated on the products that you're purchasing. Under no circumstances would I ever have thought that there is literally metal shavings in the cereal that I purchased for me, for my son, for my wife, whatever, okay? I'm blown away by the fact that there's metal in this. I realize it says on the label that there is iron, okay? But like I said, not for one second would I think that there's actual metal shavings in this. Not for one second would I think that I can draw cereal back and forth across a bowl with a magnet. 
ridiculous on so many levels. I'm not trying to tell you that there's nothing out there that you can eat and enjoy anymore. I'm just trying to say that in the last 50 to 60 years, things have changed so dramatically. All of these food products are at our fingertips. Everywhere we go, apples, you name it, bananas from across the world, they're all there. The consumer can basically purchase anything they want at any given time as long as they have the money. Not only that, but the consumer is usually pushed into purchasing the lowest price point item. Two of these for four bucks, three of these for five bucks. And the fact of the matter is that the local producers that are producing foods that are of high quality cost more money and they're being pushed out the back door because we as consumers, we just race to the bargain deals. I'll take two of those for five bucks all day long. Why would I want to pay five dollars for one box? The reason you might want to pay five dollars for one box is because that five dollar box that you bought locally produced probably doesn't have metal in it. I'm just saying. Thanks a lot for watching. Please subscribe to my channel. You can see the metal all over that. Welcome to Smarter Investing. At Betterment, we've created automated investing to help people make better financial decisions and reach their goals. We make your life better by helping you manage your money, invest for your personal goals, and stay on track for retirement. The revolution of smarter
what he's showing is that the soda's literally taking the enamel off the teeth. What Walmart likes. Walmart is a mega company. They want to ship milk all around the world and have a monopoly. So the only reason they started selling raw milk is because people wouldn't go to Walmart if they didn't have it. Um, they'd go to Albertsons or some other place that sells it, or Smith's or, or whatever grocery market has these kinds of foods. So Walmart's not happy with people like Albertsons, you know, kind of cutting into their profits. So they're going to try and run them out of business. So they started, so they wouldn't lose business. They started, because it's going to take them a while, by selling run Monsanto and all the GMOs and so forth and see in order for them to make milk so cheap that they can put the local farmers out of business what they've got to do is they've got to make a net loss on the milk they've got to sell it so cheap that these little farmers go out of business well they did this with the seeds already people all around the world have to come to Monsanto to get their seeds now so therefore, pretty soon, you're not going to be able to buy any food unless it is GMO because you're not going to be able to find foods that's not genetically modified because they're running everybody out of business. Well, they're doing it with the milk. So you know that the organic milk <laughs> is not a dollar a gallon. But people, because they say, well, I'm poor, I'm going to go ahead and buy this milk at Walmart and I won't go to Albertsons and I'll stop buying the organic milk at Walmart at Walmart too. And pretty soon they'll run them out of business. They'll run Albertsons out of business. They'll run the milk farmers out of business. They'll run, you know, anybody making uh, wholesome bread or grains that aren't gen genetically modified. They'll run everybody out of business. They've already run them out of business in other ways by making it so that they can't get the seeds to even grow it. <clears throat> They're doing it with the farmers and the, and the dairy farmers all around the world now too. This, they did this way back when with the oil companies. Rockefeller owned all this, owned this big oil company, and there were some local, you know, smaller oil companies that he ran out of business because his family run the banks, and so they financed him and drove the prices down real low. Now, see, they've been doing this with oil recently, too. Obama and his administration had dropped the oil prices down to what was it, about $2 a gallon across this nation. Well, Russia couldn't afford to make oil at $2 a barrel. So they were trying, it was basically a way to um, get Russia to go bankrupt. It was like a, it's war, basically. It's a war against Russia, but it's not just against Russia. They don't care about Russia. It's a war against companies that were drilling oil over there that are not being controlled or not owned by the Rockefellers. It's Russian oil. So they're doing this on every product you can imagine, but I want to talk and focus on milk. Um, but, you know, just as an example, and this is huge, what about the pharmaceutical companies? Now, have you noticed these commercials where it says that you can buy um, drugs for like a dollar a bottle or something or a penny or, you know, if you go to Walmart. See, they have a, they have a pharmacy in just about, I guess, every Walmart. And so 
there's basically a Walmart within driving distance of just about every town in America and pretty much throughout the world, I guess. So, they're driving out of business any other competitors that sell these drugs. And so, this is part of what the Obamacare initiative was about. It was about, you know, the bankers financing only one company. You drive up the price of pharmaceuticals so that nobody can buy it. And then you take and you, you, you own Walmart and you own their pharmacies and you're, this, you're in cahoots with the people who make the drugs and you lower the price, but only at Walmart. So now everybody else goes out of business. So, they're doing this with virtually everything in the world, and I want you to understand that we're just right now at the tipping point. I mean, we just elected a man who's going to drain the swamp, supposedly, and we're rooting for him, and, and we love him, and, and we're hoping the best. Here's the problem. We don't have a government anymore. So, in a sense, what good will Trump do if he cleans out the swamp in government when they don't even need government anymore? They bypassed our entire government. They own the corporations, and the corporations rule us. Like I said in another video, they're putting transgenders in every Walmart so they can basically mold public opinion. They can force us to... Uh, to watch certain movies because that's all they're going to sell us. Once they get a monopoly, they can do they can force us to buy genetically modified foods. They can well, there's not going to be anything left. So, while Trump is signing these agreements to do trade deals with certain companies and certain governments and certain uh, states and 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 whatever, what have you. Meanwhile, the elite who own Walmart, Monsanto and these these companies, they don't really care anyway because they can sell us their food from any country in the world and ship it anywhere in the world. And they don't need, they don't care what happens to the United States. They don't care what happens to England or Russia. Because here in America and Russia and England, we still got to buy their oil, we still got to buy their milk, we still got to buy their bread. And they'll charge us what they want. And they'll feed us what they want. They'll, they'll uh, make it cheap to live in the inner cities. They'll drive us into the inner cities. They'll, they'll put, you know, all kinds of pornography on the television and, and get us addicted to that. They'll, they'll make music that has got a great beat, but it's all satanic, and get all of our children addicted to that. They can control us. They don't need government anymore. So now the battle has begun and we need to make sure that Donald Trump and those in power understand what's happening so that Donald Trump can take measures to stop this monopoly because it's at the brink. They have already put almost all of the milk dairy farmers out of business throughout the world and they're now working their magic on the United States. And you're going to be forced, you won't be allowed to, there won't be any more organic milk. See, years ago they got rid of raw milk. You can't buy that now. They made it illegal. But now they're going for the... Human beings have no, no cause to consume 
animal milk anyway. This is a blessing in disguise. Stop drinking milk, period. Real milk. They're just, you're just going to have fake milk. And, and, and then once they get a monopoly, they may just take them out. I'm going to show you a clip after this about how Walmart is getting into the business of um, producing milk themselves, which is one of the ways that they're going to bring down the price of milk and drive every other farmer out of business. I have a feeling, though, that they're in charge of many of these dairies here in New Mexico. I have a feeling because they all came in just overnight. And, I mean, they're just literally mass-producing the milk here. So, I have a feeling that who's, you know, because for one thing, uh, you can see these big plants all over New Mexico, and, and, and it's cargo. Stop eating the milk and stop eating the cereal. Easy. You don't buy the milk, then you don't have to buy the cereal. You save $10. They call it cargo. Well, they're a subsidiary of Monsanto. So, you know, the same people that run Monsanto run Walmart and stuff. So they own the entire dairy industry, and they're the ones that's driving the other farmers out of business. Now, they drove most of the California farmers out of business already with this. So what is their end goal? I think either to have a monopoly on all the milk, or perhaps their idea is that once they get the monopoly, they're going to stop production of milk so that we don't drink it anymore, so that we don't have all these cows and, you know, you know cows pollute and all this stuff, right? And um, then they'll just feed us some kind of fake stuff, like uh, almond milk or something. That's, they're really pushing that. Coconut milk and almond milk and peanut milk and soy milk. Now, remember, soy is completely genetically modified. And, uh, and it's got plastic in it, silicone. Uh, you know, I think just about everything's genetically modified now. People are their cattle. They're trying to manipulate us and control us like cattle. And we're getting too populous. So they want to thin us out. They want to thin out some of the herd. And they want to have absolute control over what we do, what we eat, and what we think. So right at this moment, there's a big push at Walmart to completely take over the milk industry. And we better do something about it. And I say we should boycott the cheap milk. Don't uh, milk. A healthy young man, trust bakes from each pint of milk. I would say that if a pint of milk was 50p, then a farmer would make 25p. Would you be surprised to know that at the moment some farmers are making absolutely nothing from milk? No, because I know that the supermarkets have a real stranglehold and they're really pushing prices down. So it wouldn't stagger me, but obviously, sorry to hear that. Yeah, so you see, they're, they're doing this all over the world. This is uh, a lady from London. So this is happening in London. I mean, they're going to own and control all the milk in all the countries, everywhere. And what do you suppose they're going to do when they have this power, friends? Which they practically already do if we don't do something right now. Now watch this further. Good evening. Dairy farmers have been targeting supermarkets in Shropshire today as they campaign against the price they're being paid for milk. The so-called Milk Trolley Challenge involves farmers clearing the shelves of milk, 
leaving the stalls without any stock. Now, the average cost of a four-pint carton of milk is 89 pence. That works out at 39.2 pence a litre. Of that, some farmers get 23p, or as little as 15p per litre. And that's well below what farmers say is the cost of production. New Zealand is the world's largest exporter of milk products, but farmers there are facing a tough year. The demand for dairy in China is slowing and forcing the price of milk to fall. And the industry is... ...contaminating the country's rivers and lakes, as Caitlin McGee reports. Okay, so... New Zealand is the largest exporter of milk, and they're going to completely bring the farmers there down. They're going to put them all out of business. That means the entire... You see, they probably think New Zealand's kind of like California, right? It's too pretty. We don't want all these cows there ruining the earth. And so <laughs> they're, they're coming out with all these the claims cows that cows are green. killing the land and... And the poop is, you know, making the atmosphere bad. And we can't have all these cows. So they're basically, you know, I don't know if Walmart's going to even sell us milk once they get control of it. They're probably going to put these farmers out of business completely. Friends, this is very serious because what's New Zealand going to do without this industry? Their number one export. But remember what I told you, they're trying to do it here, too. They're putting all the farmers out of business in California. Yeah. And I think the, all these farmers they got going in down here in New Mexico, I think they're going to pull the rug out from under them once they've destroyed all the industry in California and Wisconsin and other places. I think they've got something up their sleeves. Now watch this. Hey, my name is Pete Verberg, Verberg & Son Dairy in Stanislaus County. The dairy business has been a tough business for the last year. The industry has seen a terrible decline in the milk price for over a year now, and we're not looking forward to a better price within the next, or at least the finish of this year. Yeah, it's also in India. This is worldwide total control over the entire world and remember it's not just about milk it's about your body and about your mind and if we don't get this information out to the people and we don't start boycotting walmart stop buying all this cheap garbage food right everybody's talking about how oh well you know walmart's great you know because they have cheap stuff and you know no it's not cheap it's it's going to murder us. It's going to kill us all. That doesn't sound very cheap to me. My, my life is worth quite a bit. And if we don't stand up and do something right now, then we're all going to die. We're going to become sterile. We're going to die at a very young age. And they're going to, in the meantime, drain our banking accounts. And, and, and they win. Friends, it's now or never. we got to stand up now. Walmart is going into the dairy business. Really? I thought they were a grocery market, a distributor of foods and products. Well, they distribute tires and foods and hardware and milk. And, and, and now they're going to start producing the milk. Why? Because they're trying to bring down a certain thing in this world, and that's food. They want to control our food, our diet, our minds. Watch this, friends. See what they're doing here. Lots of new jobs coming to Fort Wayne. 
Walmart plans to build a milk processing plant on 80 acres of farmland south of the airport. Uh, take a look at this map. The plant will be located in the 2300 block of West Pleasant Center Road. It's expected to be up and running by the end of 2017. News Channel 15's Kytor Pessoa is live in the newsroom with more on the big plan. Kytor. The Hoosier State is ranked 14th in the nation for milk production. This plant will help boost that ranking. More than 200 jobs are coming to the Hoosier State. That's thanks to Walmart announcing they're building a milk processing plant in Fort Wayne. The Indiana Economic Development Corporation says it will be one of the largest in the industry. The director of Indiana's Department of Agriculture says the plant will benefit Indiana in two ways. The first is saved transportation costs for local dairy farmers. The closer uh, a farmer is to his or her marketplace means less road miles, less fuel, and less labor. The second is more Hoosier-grown milk so staying in Indiana. He's been seeing a growing movement of look consumers wanting to buy locally are. produced milk. It takes on a different look. Sometimes they just want to know the farmer they're buying from. Sometimes they want to help their neighbors. Some are very Hoosier-spirited. Some believe there's a freshness that comes with that. One local farmer says the only problem he would have with the new Walmart plant is if it gets special tax breaks, ones that smaller local dairy farms don't get. As long as it's an equal playing field, I have no, no qualms with it. He says he can see how all parties will benefit from the plant. I think it would be good for uh, dairy farmers around here. Uh, you know, it will raise the basis for the milk prices. Uh, they have a, a, local, a good local uh, uh, access point to, to uh, marketing their, their milk. Uh, they believe it's good for Walmart. Uh, they're getting ahead of the game in anticipation of the uh, milk prices rising here in several years. Construction of the 250-square-foot plant begins this summer. The plant will process great value and members mark white and chocolate. Coitons. It's Coitons, friends. It's going to be Coitons. We're going to be done. It's over. We have to do something. In the marketplace, most of us carry our phones next to our body. And why wouldn't we? Science, tests, and the hidden message in your cell phone. I can't find it. Such information about health cannot become a fine print. We test the top-selling brands. So the results are in? We got the results. You surprised? I don't think I'll carry it the same way I have been. No, I'm a little bit worried. This is your marketplace. Uh, the message that's inside your phone actually up on the counter. So they do have it here. Less than 20 mobile stores here. Why is it such a big case for the, the wireless industry? I think the, the, the concern on the part of the telecommunications industry is if we can do it in Berkeley, then other cities will, will do it as well. You're going to stick with it? We're going to stick with it. At the heart of the message, the cell phone industry doesn't want displayed information on how to make sure you're not exposed to radiation levels above the government safety limit. Whether it suggests carrying the phone at 5, 10, or 15 millimeters away from the body depends on how it was tested. I would say these are the best sellers out of all three brands. So before leaving Berkeley, I pick up a few phones to find out what that testing is about. Here you are. Thank you very much. Older, move it up close to the head, and then I just, at this point, I'm going to adjust to set it. Among the recent research, a $25 million study on rats by the U.S. government, the largest they've ever done. The findings were released just last year. 
It was set up to answer the question whether or not there was any effect on health from low levels of radiation like those from cell phones. The scientists running the study thought it would find nothing. They were astonished when they showed this increase in highly malignant, aggressive tumors of the brain and the heart. Astonished because some rats were exposed to radiation levels below the safety limit that cell phones have to meet. The findings were deemed so important, those heading it wasted no time letting the regulators know. Canada was looped in too. But when we ask Health Canada about it, they say, while some argue this study provides conclusive evidence, there are numerous scientific questions to be addressed. And when we ask a patient about their cell phone use, we're asking them to remember, uh, and that's just not reliable. And that's why it's important to get the message out now. We need to at least get young people and adults to start thinking about their use and doing things that potentially can help protect them. Have you ever have you ever done that test for anyone else? No, I haven't, because it's not a requirement, so the, the manufacturers don't do it very often. New tech, old safety rules. This is your marketplace. First measurement we'll do is at, with a five millimeter gap, which this uh, this is a five millimeter distance. Because that's how they test it. With a this five is this distance. this is how Apple did the original test. Apple tests closer than many at five millimeters. LG does their testing at ten. Samsung tests this phone at fifteen. That's a full centimeter and a half away from the body. The maximum allowed. That seems like who wears their phone fifteen millimeters away? <laughs> it's a big gap. A gap that was designed in the day of holsters. When was the last time you saw somebody with a phone in there who wasn't under age 70? Why don't they test the way that people use it, like next to the body? I think if phones were tested the way people use them, none of them would pass. The results from the first test, the way manufacturers do it, are in. All three phones come within the safety limit. Okay, so that's no surprise to you? That's no surprise. Time to start our test the way most of us carry them. We'll roll this thing all the way up. This is enough of a concern that we're telling people, please be aware of this. This is why she argues phones should be tested the way we wear them. So what happens when they are? So the tests are all done. Tests are all finished. And? The number exceeded the limit. It went up significantly. Uh, I think they're not, they're looking for any excuse they can find to uh, continue with the status quo. The former head of Microsoft Canada speaks out. This is your marketplace. To be fair, CNBC, Below no, the CBC, level that phones are tested CBC for. News did a good job. We're right stuck there. in this quagmire of believing the science that's decades old. I never heard of them. Frank Cleggs, the former president of Microsoft Canada. Really? And this is a huge advance in understanding. It begs all sorts of questions. It begs questions as to whether human beings can actually navigate in the Earth's magnetic field. Even though they don't do it, don't do it today, did they do it thousands of years ago? And of course it begs the question as to whether this is a process um, by which magnetic fields are actually detected in the human body, which leads to this disturbance of circadian rhythms, which would explain all these adverse health effects that we see so much of in the epidemiological studies of, of the health of magnetic fields. If mankind has the ability to sense magnetic fields, the same ability as the bees, the birds, 
and the butterflies. Does that also mean that we are as vulnerable as they are to man-made frequencies? Will changes in our environment affect us, as it's clearly affecting them? sensitivity is when people start reacting, their body starts reacting to electromagnetic fields. Generally speaking, the electromagnetic fields that they'll be reacting to is wireless. So it'll be wireless communications, it'll be Wi-Fi, it'll be uh, cordless phones, deck phones, mobile phones, masts. All of them um, emitting signals uh, that our body has never experienced before. And when people start to become affected, when I became affected, the way that it, is, it starts to affect you is, generally speaking, it's your head first, and it will start giving you pains in your head. But I hate to use the word headache because it's, it's pains in your head that is unlike any other uh, headache you, you've ever had before. Most people's complaints um, are things like cardiac arrhythmia, um, insomnia, headache, visual disturbance, vertigo, um, different kinds of um, paresthesias or neurasthesias where they are feeling unusual sensations within their body. Studies like Professor Leshinsky's now allow top neurosurgeons to issue a stark cell phone warning. It's essentially cooking. Brain. Clinical studies find young men who keep phones in their pockets have much lower chances of producing offspring, while women often store them on their chest. I would just tuck it right in to my bra. Tiffany France got breast cancer aged just 21, right where since childhood she stored her phone. These spots mark the areas of Donna James's cancer. Her doctors call this a new breed of distribution that exactly matches where women keep their phone. Multiple small cancers were confined to the upper inner aspect of, of the breast. So I found um, a study from 2008. It's called Mercury Release from Dental Amalgam Restorations after magnetic resonance imaging and following mobile phone use. It found that people who use mobile phones have an accelerated release of mercury from their dental fillings. The radio frequency meter, it is measuring the transmission of the wireless coming out of this modem. And you can see that the peak signal strength on the left on the left column of this meter is at almost six volts per meter. That's as high as it goes. And on the right-hand side, the microwatts per square meter in terms of average is sometimes peaking up at 10,000. These are extremely dangerous readings. You can still see that the whole house is... Well, ...health effects of mobile phones. But the most conclusive came from Leonard Hardell. He has overseen the largest and most comprehensive piece of research ever conducted, combining his own work with that of others from around the world. From the early 1990s, they have investigated the phone habits of more than 2,000 people from around the world. People with tumours such as astrocytoma and acoustic neuroma, the brain tumours associated most with mobile phone use due to their proximity to the ear. Their findings are shocking. They concluded that mobile phone use does increase the risk of a brain tumour. 
men and women are too small-minded to govern their own affairs. That order and progress can only come when individuals surrender their rights to an all-powerful sovereign. What? Go, go. We're here. join them is at stake is more than one small country it is a big idea a new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind peace and security freedom and the rule of law Martial law has been declared. Whether it was declared due to civil unrest or threats of foreign invasion or because of economic collapse, no longer matters. All that matters now is survival. Order to stay in your home until the collection squad come to take you. The people who resist being shot in the streets. What do you do? Do you go willingly to the safe camps? Or do you rebel? You hear about other people escaping the city to the wilderness. Do you join them, or do you hide out in the city scavenging for food? Do you end up starving in the safe camps with the other citizens, herded like cattle? Now in season one, episode six of Jericho, we actually see preparations of an EMP, and I'll show the clip in a moment to come, but we've also been seeing all the preparations when it comes to power outage drills going on around the exact same time as Operation Gotham Shield. And it's also important to note that there just so happens to be a city in New York called Jericho, New York, that's not even 30 miles outside of New York City with Operation Gotham Shield taking place around there. Oh my goodness, no surprise or coincidence whatsoever. I wonder what's on the horizon. Hello, this is Assistant Secretary Walsh from the Department of Homeland Security. Stay where you are. Do not attempt to leave. Just recently, this black fence has popped up on the other side of the train. You can see these sort of train cars or storage units that they look like, I don't know, like train tops. If you ask me, it looks like a mobile command center. On their store, their permanently closed store. This is... Man, come on. Oh, God. Just come on. Look at this. That's why he became so obsessed with surviving an EMP threat that he took a two-year sabbatical to live in an Amish community. Let me explain. The Amish are a very unusual religious community. Modern life comfort is irrelevant to them. They live simple lives and maintain traditions that go back over 300 years. They grow their own food for their families. They barely use any electricity, and when they do, it's off the grid. They do this because their religion forbids them to. However, it's their choice and they prefer a life with no distractions. 
You see, Charles's obsession drove him to a small Amish community in Pennsylvania. He had only one goal, learn to survive and build a community in a post-EMP world, and the Amish are the closest thing to that. Unfortunately, there's no audio or video recordings of Charles's experiences because the Amish forbid the use of any modern gadgets, so the only recordings are notes Charles took. In his notes, Charles described in vivid details the Amish way of life. He discovered plenty of ways to keep your food from spoiling without a fridge, and a secret Amish used to store heat-sensitive medicine, at surprising places where you can find drinkable water enough to sustain your family for months, even if you live in an arid region. Every talk I had with Charles was eye-opening. I never came across anyone so intelligent, knowledgeable, and devoted to the study of EMP survival. He told me virtually all of us, and this includes seniors and kids, can survive without electricity. The only condition is they need to know what to do when the power goes out. Sure, it wouldn't be a luxurious life or even a comfortable life at first, but your family, your loved ones, and even your entire community can stay alive. I was completely humbled by what Charles was showing me. How to survive an EMP attack to the grid actually shows you how to survive all these disasters at once. Age. How to keep your family under the radar when an EMP strikes so that hungry and violent looters won't even notice your presence. How to make sure that your car still runs even though EMP fries car engine circuits. This is important because if you are planning to bug out without a vehicle it's almost impossible to travel to a safe spot. This is regarding those that are interested in the Heather Ann Tucci. I've listened to her speak. She's rambling and there's no information. Until I make a decision, you guys just listen to the opinions contrary to whatever it is she's supposed to be about. They were only able to come up with simple information on her, they said. So first thing I want to say on that is, if indeed Heather is that caliber that she claims to be, she will have ways to make sure that you can't just find every anything about her and on her, right? She's, she's at that level. She can do that. That's first thing. Second one, which is kind of the opposite of the first thing, is what some people feel. And I once was, kind, you know, thinking about that as well, is... Could this whole thing be a hoax? Is, could this whole thing be a hoax? This whole thing be a hoax? This whole thing be a hoax? You know, just like, you know, just like plenty of hoax going on these days. In that movie, uh, The Devil's Advocate, I will never forget that part where the guy went on the balcony and the father was there and he didn't push his father off that balcony. But that devil, excuse me, spitting, but that devil was able to create a video showing him literally pushing his father over the balcony and killing his father. And so he said, huh, we got this against you. If you don't do what we want you to do, we're going to say you killed your dad. One here in Orlando where 
the they they also try to claim that it was linked to um, ISIS. <laughs> they laugh about this shit. Woo! They try to claim that it was an ISIS terrorist type stuff where this man went and shoot up a, a gay nightclub in Orlando killing how many how many people 50 people dead or a bunch of people injured and it was a big freaking lie she's talking it was, about it was a the gay nightclub so the heather and to see giraffe could be a hoax it could be you know i'm not saying y'all don't come for me i'm gonna be like kanye now don't come for my head all right, I know a lot of y'all out there crazier than I am. You ready to leave all kinds of crazy comments and shit? Don't come for me, all right? I'm not trying to say it is or it isn't. I'm just saying... The money in the social security account, the bond attached to it, all of that is just a piece of the puzzle to the fact that it proves once and for all that the Federal Bank Reserve owns you foremost before the government does before you even own your own birth certificate i really don't care if there's money in there or not and i'm gonna go to court about my birth certificate not about the money that's in it it's about the birth certificate because if they own that that means eventually they're gonna take everyone in the nation to court and say, hey, we can do whatever we want with these people because we own their birth certificate. Do you understand what the problem is then? Do you understand how that has nothing to do with the money? I'm sure there's a lot of greedy bastards that wanted to do this just to get money, but that's not what I'm in it for. I'm writing my affidavit for my birth certificate. I don't care about the money. This is not a scam. People just got caught up in the money, and now they want to blame it on a scam. Heather Ann Tushi is she's proving it in court that this entire situation proves that your birth certificate belongs to the federal bank. How does it happen? When you're born, they put your name on the birth certificate and it becomes a, a promissory note. So the federal bank puts a loan down on it. Basically, it's a, I don't know what else you want to call that. That turns into the bond and that becomes the Social Security. It's born. So you have your insurance, your disability, your, your, your retirement fund. But all of that is just so they can own you on a piece of paper as a fictitious name that you have claimed is you. You've claimed every bold letter on that piece of paper is you. That's what that means. So stop throwing the scam bullshit out there and start paying attention to the facts that actually pertain to the situation. The very reason... Why she did what she did to be in court. Heather Antucci, the very reason why she did that, to prove this very thing I'm talking about. If you guys don't want to hear that, you go on ahead and get in line. Because you're next to get the chip, if that's what they want. They put the fucking chip in you because you're just like, oh, I don't want to believe it. Fine, don't. Bye. <laughs> that was the best video ever. Even my hurting throat is like, powerful, engaging oh my story God, with a truly incredible. exceptional um, again, um, I'm oh, okay. for, I um, asked for an audit, um, and I'm no longer, I'm using the 1040, I'm tax form, because I'm not a federal employee for educational purposes only. 
the IRS agent shook his hand and left. He understand that this man is a creditor and really knows what he's doing. They will test you, folks. The second one was called in by the IRS. He was stuttering. He was stammering when he talked to the IRS agent. So the IRS immediately realized that even though that this, pe this person had, and I'm calling him a person for a reason, because he's still um, a, dadded, uh, a debtor, even though that he has secure party credited documents on the record. So the IRS agents look at this and they see it, just like the black robe see it when you go to court. If you're nervous and you're stuttering and you don't have what you need uh, memorized because you haven't watched it five or more times as suggested, then you behave like a debtor. You act like a debtor um, and you want to argue. You become defensive. You, you, get, you get into a lot of quarreling. Um, so, and you try and make statements and prove why you don't owe um, what you what they're alleging that you owe. So they recognize um, that the IRS agent recognized that the second um, portion is a debtor. And so the IRS indicts them because they know that you don't know. they could actually get what they want from this debtor. So now that you're a secure party creditor, you have two cons. You have the one that's actually studied, done his research, got the books, and he feels real comfortable. He, he's not afraid to um, engage in commerce, but he knows that he never um, argues. He stays in compliance with the scriptures, and he agrees with his adversary quickly. So, but the other one says, um, what if I don't have what it takes? Can I go back to the matrix? Yes. You can retreat back to the program which is the plantation, the matrix. But understand this. If you do, you will be that debtor, that slave on the plantation. You will own nothing. You cannot properly access a TDA account as a debtor and not expect reversals. You will not control anything or no property. Your life, your blood energy will be harvested Harvested by the banksters, and you will be a subject, and your children will be a subject to the same grueling servitude, and their private statutes, codes, rules, regulations, and will never be free. Now, you can like that, understand it, believe it or not. But, if you are that secured party creditor, that listen to Tazadak, that study contract law, because this whole system of law is based up off of contracts, which is the UCC code since the 50s. Now, since you are now a secured party creditor, essentially a private banker, you have much more to learn, to study. You must never stop studying. Is this the path that you want to take? There's a lot of responsibility. And not everyone has what it takes to be a secured party creditor. So as you start on this journey, I want you to keep a couple things in mind. Everything operates on a case-by-case -case basis. I need you to remember that. Everything operates on a case-by-case -case basis. And the next thing I need you to remember is that there are no guarantees. Many of you have hit me up, oh, tell the dog, um, if I become a creditor, can you guarantee me this? Listen, family, there are no guarantees when you hire an attorney and you go
going to a court that you will prevail, but you still hired that attorney. So why you want a guarantee from your brother? That's behaving like a debtor. You are responsible for your own education. So you have now been exposed to the commercial scheme of things that has actually been operating against you. And you now may finally realize, if you went back and you listened to my videos, as I've suggested, that there is a constitution. Their so-called government is a de facto corporation. Their oaths of office are essentially meaningless or frivolous formalities. Some of you have been in court, you realize this. So, the de facto, the so-called government, no longer serve the people, but they control the people. And they harvest the people's energy for taxes and more taxes and convert the people into customers and take their exemptions and produce credit that they refer to as money for the survival of these corporations. It sounds like the Matrix, right? Sounds more and more like the Matrix. Well, family, like this video, share this video. They're not telling you not, not do this as a debtor. I'm telling you, don't do it. Why? Because I love you. I don't want to see you um, incur all of these problems. A lot of these, um, you know, um, so-called sovereign gurus and free men um, has taught you to break all ties with the government to get rid of the driver's license, get rid of the social security card, and so on and so forth. I haven't taught you that. I don't teach you what to think. I teach you how to think so that you can think for yourself. They tell you to do all of this to become free. Get rid of the IRS, um, quit filing the taxes, study the IRS code, code book, and then go and argue the codes and the statutes. But if you are a creditor, you know not to argue. That's protesting. Creditors do not protest. You must understand that a creditor is going to try to create harmony. And you could take that last sentence lightly, but it is better to pre-plan and avoid these detrimental situations altogether, folks. Always try to create harmony. Always try to create harmony. As a trustee, as the authorized representative, as the attorney, in fact, of the debtor, your store man, it is your function, it is your duty, and your obligation to handle, essentially meaning discharge, the so-called commercial affairs of the debtor, including but not limited to the fines, the taxes, the judgments, and the other debts which may or may not arise from time to time. It is not my responsibility to do that for you. That is your responsibility. And I want you to keep in mind, as you learn more and more on how to protect yourself from the harm of these corporations, because no one else is going to do it for you, know that the only true protection will come from the knowledge of these learning tools that I have suggested 
that you learn from so you can actually be capable of standing on your own two feet. Or as the Moors say, on your square. Islam? Again, I repeat, no one else will do this for you. Charge. It's our God-given right by being Americans born in this country or, or nationals or, or residents, whatever nickname they want to put yourself exactly. into or category. Exactly. But it's your God-given right. It's just the process. We have, we're working through it. And everybody got to be patient. I know that we're all anxious. We all want this to happen like ASAP. But it's a process. And, and we just got to work through it. You know, just patience, guys. But, wow, Ginger, exactly. I'm excited. <laughs> and it's funny that you tried it. <laughs> I was so happy to get on to Telecheck. This is an amazing resource. Because you can find out if the account works before you do anything with it. By the way, does Telecheck have a website? It's telecheck.com, and a lot of the stuff gets reversed, and I think it's, I want to say, TKX or something services. We'll send, if you got something returned from Amazon or other services. But the greatest resource to me is the frbservices.org because it has every account listed. You can see all the Fedwire participants as well as the routing numbers, and you can see where they link up to. They have the Federal Reserve routing information, as well as the Federal, uh, the Fedwire Treasury routing information. So you'll know exactly where the money's coming, and, you know, as long as you keep it as a business account and mm -hmm. use your straw man, all caps name, your legal name, I, all my accounts are linked up, and I've been paying things using the uh, automatic bill pay, mine have stuck because I kept it on there. Like, no human has looked at this. And that's truly the greatest thing about this technology is because you can experiment. There's nobody telling you you're right or wrong or, you know, you did something bad and your account's going to be shut down. And they'll let you try anything. It's amazing. <laughs> Wow. So, wow. I want everybody to be patient and just try, see it works, but go on to Telecheck, call the services, and ask the people. This is the account I've been given, and I just want to verify that the account's up and running, and they'll run it through their system. It takes about a minute or a minute and a half, and they'll come back and say, no, you're completely all set. Everything works. And they've done that with, you know, not only the original Federal Reserve routing number that we were given off the Harvey Dent information, but also with the new Treasury Direct account, which is the 0517-36158 number, which actually links right to the Treasury Direct. And that is the routing number, correct? Yes, sir. And I find okay. it completely amazing that they're all working. So they're really, even the ones that I added, the 22 on the end, those are linked as well and have stayed on the account. So I haven't found any that aren't working. It was just, I think, they were trying to slow us down until they got everybody set up, so to speak. <laughs> I also wanted to mention that I did send every single return that I got on any bill or any item, a nicely worded letter just that, you know, I was a legal owner 
you know, the original, uh, the titled owner, and that no one has the authority to use these accounts or stop payment. I included the front page of my trust, the Moto Proprio letter, as well as the uh, rules of the ACH Fedwire Rules and Regulations, and this one comes off the Board of Governors for the Federal Reserve Banks. And it's just a one-page printout. It says all ACH payments are immediate, final, and irrevocable. Well, there you go. Uh, these payments have been made. And they're just waiting for you to send your verification. And once you do, then you will be completely set. Uh, I went today. What I did was after I searched the blockchain technology, I found the banks that were listed for my area. So I actually drove to the host banks today and opened accounts. <laughs> now, I'll be honest, they're sending it off to legal, but it's one step closer. It's not the amount of time it takes. It's that you're taking action and taking responsibility for yourself. And I just feel privileged and honored that I get to share this with everybody. It's hard to tell people in a blog post exactly that their accounts are working. We've just been put on hold a little bit because we jumped the gun. <laughs> That's really the bottom line of it. So I don't want people to get discouraged. This is your money. You're taking legal ownership of your money. But take the necessary steps to protect yourself. I think this is what it's about is taking responsibility for your your name, your actions, and how you'll handle being responsible for a large sum of money. You know, it, it really shows a lot, and it's made me be more aware of the actions that I take, if that's a good, good way to put it. <laughs> so, Absolutely, and that's what it's all about, is ownership, responsibility. Um, we're entitled to this. I don't disregard that. It's just the process. Uh, you're right. We jumped the gun. Does that mean that we could adjust everything done in the past? Absolutely. And we'll fine-tune it because, I mean, it, it helps the economy if you really think about it, Ginger, um, so as we discharge our debt. Well, it's just amazing, Car uh, Carlos. I'm just amazed at the unity. I mean, I've never seen this. It's the most beautiful thing, and it, it gives me so much chills. I just walk with steps. I feel like I, I can't even explain how I feel. It, it's just beautiful. It's love and it's appreciation and understanding and caring and try to work together for a common cause, even to explain this to you. You know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. a group effort, a team project. You know, there is and no you know leaders, there is no winners. We are all one. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the beautiful thing is that we could use this call as a reference, and that's for all our listeners. Use this call as a reference. And write down what Ginger said in a piece of paper. Listen to this call over and over. And write it down and create your own style. You know, don't fall off the parameters, but create your own style and share it with us. And that's the way we could get ahead. It's through unity consciousness. And that's what we're witnessing exactly. right now. And you, miss, and you mentioned something really important. Is you don't have to follow the way in which the Treasury wants you to do this process. Everybody gets to do it the way that they feel comfortable doing it. You know, you don't have to do 25 forms off of the Federal Reserve Bank that, mm -hmm. you know, give all the same. I've done the same process in my own way. You know, whatever people are comfortable with. 
You don't have to, you know, fill out form 5396 and 1522 and go get them notarized. I do the ones that like if the bank asked me to do it or something like that, I, the only one that I did have notarized was like the identity so that I could verify who I was for the Treasury when I sent off my trust and got my cause number and could get into the account. But then I kind of... The rest of you, YouTube, Google, whoever and all is involved, we're coming after our money, okay? To start with, like I said, thank you for all the subscribers, and appreciate it. Okay, to Mr. Dent, Harvey. Harvey's head's a wonderful thing. I can just say that much. Okay, to Crypto News. Thank you, brother. I don't know if you're an older fella or a younger fella, but you're pretty bright. The sad part of it, or I've read sections of it in my life, uh, if you're not willing to put your mind to work, and understand your enemy, and this means you will have to go study, okay, and understand what an ACH transfer is. I'm going to start with, I'm going to read a few things here and give out the information on where I got it, and the individual that's giving us the knowledge is a very bright, articulate individual to see, uh, and to the banks, we do understand that we're getting screwed, and PayPal, we do understand how you're screwing people and keeping the money, and for the Dent video that just got put out showing the email that he got from the individual that got the laptop, this may be your remedy recourse to PayPal, I hope, okay, but it is going to have to do some study. For the lazy-minded people that's not interested in studying, and also, Mr. Dent, I'm putting together me a script today and a little bit in the morning uh, so I can go forth and start doing some things, too. Okay, here's what i got to tell you. ACH, Automatic Clearinghouse Services. Okay, the FRB, the Federal Reserve Bank System. Okay, ACH sends batch files to and from each other credit and debit transfers every day, okay? A typical ACH credit transfer, this is the definition for credit transfer, this is what it falls under, under circular OC4 of their laws and statutes and the way they handle their business. This ACH credit transfer is a typical transfer or direct deposits, payroll, Social Security benefits, and tax refunds only. Okay, a typical ACH debit transfer are mortgages, utility bills, and other things of these natures, only under debit. So a lot of you individuals that may be failing and getting reversals, your person that you're going through, if it could be PayPal or any other, if they're trying to set these up as credit ACH transfers, this may be reason why they're getting the reversals. But here's the deal. If you demand that all your transfers are done under a debit situation, I think we might have better luck. Okay. Under 
under section 14.4, returns of debit. Um, there's a word in there, I-N-D-E-M-N-I-F-Y, indemnify, definition. Okay, they return under a debit. This is what the bank, PayPal, or any other entity out here will have to do is give compensation for harm or loss or reimburse. Uh, the Federal Return Bank under a debit does not accept returns, reversals, okay? It is a long, drawn-out process for the entity that we want to access and go through if they are doing it under a debit transfer. Okay, Article 4A is a UCC Article 4A is for funds and transfers of credit and of uh, debit. Okay, for all y'all brothers and sisters, please have an understanding. I'm not saying this to be mean or hateful or anything like that. Um, Harvey, I know um, a lot of people, I mean, even me sometimes, I use crayons to write my name with. And I do understand, brother, that you're getting uh, a lot of headaches. But be patient, brother. It's happening. And thanks to Crypto News on YouTube, this may be another door that uh, may reveal the inside workings of the Federal Reserve and make it a little bit easier for us to move forward and collect what is rightfully ours. Okay. It was kind of a strange situation, Harvey. Uh, I'm going to ask you a stupid question, not even really related to any of this. Uh, are you a Gemini? Okay. I won't go into complete detail. I was just curious, and I'm not wanting to date you, brother. Believe me. Uh, I like uh, the opposite sex too much. Uh, but anyway, I had a friend of mine, which is a boss. I'll mention his first name. I won't go into any, any detail of who he is or whatever, but he was a boss, and I also worked for him different times. Good guy. He was about one of the brightest, smartest people I ever know. Okay. I was watching him. I got hired at a company. He got hired at a company right after I did, and I knowed him, and I was talking to him, and I kept watching him read the uh, employee manual and didn't understand why he kept reading it and he was highlighting different things. Well, it goes back to the art of war. To know your enemy is to study your enemy. To know your enemy. Okay? That's basically what he stated to me. And I didn't understand why and he told me later he'd show me. Okay, he come into the company with a 401k. Somewhere around forty-some thousand dollars. Okay, they stated in their employee manual they would match dollar for dollar. Okay, he looked for the remedy by going around the company straight to their bank, depositing his four hundred one k into their banking structure, and they had to give him dollar for dollar. Okay, what that meant was, by the time he was done, he showed me the bottom line: the forty-some thousand dollars was eighty-some thousand dollars. Well. This blistered their ass. They did not like this at all. But there was nothing they could do because he used their rules and regulations 
against them. I love you, brothers and sisters, and I hope this goes out. I hope I can get it to launch. Uh, I think this may be start of our remedy. It sucks that we've got to become closet lawyers to understand to play in their world. Okay, we got to play by their rules, but their rules also has many doors and avenues around things. If not, they wouldn't be able to play their own rules and games for themselves if there wasn't ways of in and out of things for them. Now we're starting to see how, why, and when. And I still do believe that a big majority of our money is in the Caribbean islands, okay? It's uh, by that one fella, um, and I appreciate him working his butt off to show us, okay? When this structure starts breaking down, this is where the money went to. The good thing about it is we already know before they get started. That's a plus. Love y'all. Have a good day. Peace. Go forth. Collect what is rightfully yours. I had watched another video of another girl that was taken up for Harvey and letting everybody know she was giving the description of scam. Well, if you understand where the scam is, okay, and you understand the rules of the scam, uh, we can play it against them. This is a tennis match, okay? Uh, myself, I'm not using a tennis ball. I'm going to use a basketball. <laughs> All right, y'all. Love y'all. Peace. Uh, God bless and hair grease. Uh, just go forth and start hammering them and to the banks, PayPal, and anybody else that I have to deal with. I will have the rules, regulations, and a script in front of me to explain to y'all how, why, when, and where, if you do not do as I ask you to do, I will turn the federal regulations against you under the UCC Act. The laws are there. there you signed all these documents, just like everybody else did, to go in business. It's a fair business practice. The sad part is, we got to undermine and use the same business practices that y'all signed up. Half of you don't even have no clue, PayPal, or you do have a clue, and you're just constantly ripping people a new ass because you know PayPal would be a smart situation and a smart business move. Okay, look around in your office. You might get, you know, whoever you are, you might have 50, 100 employees you can look out upon. Okay, uh, rule over. Okay, you think you're some kind of God. No, you're not. Okay, you got to understand that 50 or 100 or so people sitting there, there's hundreds and thousands of us. Have a good day. It's your boy Stowe here again. All right, look, it's Friday, and I'll be damned if I don't fry at least one mofo 
who tried to reverse me. So let's get it. I'm in my email. Um, see, cancellation notice, payment not received. Mr. Christopher, we here, uh, we were not able to collect your payment on the renter's insurance account. As a result, your policy is scheduled to be canceled on the following date of this, the 31st of this month, 2017-0731. To avoid lapse your coverage, click here right now to make a payment or to pay by phone, call us toll-free at 855-873-6807. All right, I'm about to breathe fire all over these mofos because I know they got paid because guess what? I paid it with my trust account and there ain't no way they can get uh, reversed or anything crazy. So let's see what's going on. Uh, please have your policy number ready. All right, I got all this stuff right here. And I'm looking off with an email right now. Okay, I had to shake it so y'all couldn't screenshot it and get my, my information. You know what I mean? But yeah, gotcha. All right, here you go. Let's call them up. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Let's dig it. second let me get that for you policy number is zero zero three nine six two eight nine nine three show at gmail.com sto the number four sho at gmail.com Uh-huh. So we wouldn't have been able to present it to a bank if it doesn't match up, please. 
your account number. Mm-hmm. That, that's, so that, is, that is correct. That is correct. Yeah. Nine-digit number so that we can match it up to an actual bank that we can present the payment to. Okay. So basically what happened is that payment did um, originally decline. It looks like you paid a payment with a card, but if you want your banking information to be put back on file to the auto debit, um, then we would need would we need you to uh, provide us with the correct banking information. So let me just clarify. So do I still owe money? Um, it looks like you might. Let me look at when the last payment was attempted here. Bear with me a second. Yeah, actually, it would have tried to go through last week on the 15th, um, and we weren't we weren't able to obtain any information. So, and it due to like I said, because of the routing number, that was on the 15th of July when they presented it. So right now, it's pending cancellation until a payment is made. Do you have a debit card or credit card that we can bring it up? Well, yeah, because they they wouldn't let me move in without paying for paying for the first payment. This is, so a, this is a new apartment. Technically, the July 15th payment is what's due now. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but I don't understand why I actually get a cancellation notice for four days. Well, it's just to, to notify you that it didn't go through. Um, so it's not canceled yet. It won't cancel until the 31st. Um, but we would definitely recommend that you get the payment in by the 30th. Yes. 
that was a little bit different than what we were looking at. So hold on. Yeah, I know. Thank you. I'm gonna update that. Yay! Thank you so much for providing that information. <laughs> now, do you have a card that we can process the 2433 today? Uh, yeah, I do, but my girl's out shopping with it, so I have to wait on that. Oh, okay, no problem. Um, we're here till 6 o'clock. If um, she can possibly come out to do that um, uh, before 6 or tomorrow, if you need to call it in Saturday and Sunday, we are here from 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. Pacific time. All right, sounds great. Nope, you've been great. Thanks, Deborah. You're welcome. You take care, Christopher. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, you heard it. They didn't try to cancel me for my first payment. They tried to cancel me for the second month's payment because I did not. Or it, okay, they tried to cancel me for the first or uh, for the second month's payment because it was originally Chicago Fed routing number. Do you see? And they've changed that to Bureau of Public Debt, and then they changed it again to the motherfucking division or whatever. Oh, the, the division. I like calling it that. The division. But yeah. All right. So um, yeah, I just I just paid my rental insurance with the uh, with a uh, you know. The wham bam trust account, thank you, ma'am. Deal. And now I gotta edit out all my personal information from this damn call, and I'm not good at it because I ain't never had to do this shit before. You know, Dad. But I'm gonna be all right. All right, it's your boy Stowe signing off. Breathe fire on these mofos. Don't let them reverse you. Uh, you seen right there? I paid the first with two two six nine. Okay, that was not the issue. The issue was that I needed to make the second payment, and they tried. To, to use my same information for the first one, and it didn't it didn't work because Chicago Fed has already squealed, and now they said, oh, Bureau of Public Debt, and then the Bureau of Public Debt squealed, so now we got this new 02 number, um, but I'm still using the, the Bureau of Public Debt because uh, they've loosened the grip on this a little bit, and a lot of people are having success. So yeah, this is for my renter's assurance for this beautiful apartment that I have here. So uh, yeah, that's all I got for you right now. Uh, Fight your fight, guys. Greetings, movement. I'm Stoke, a.k.a. Chris Wyatt. I don't think that everybody understands what's really going on. This is what we've been reading about since we were kids. Something bigger than all of us. This is actually a paradigm shift. You have to realize where we are in history right now. We are on the precipice of a huge, huge change. I'm talking about the end of money, the end of time. Not, oh, the world's gonna blow up, or, oh, the earth's gonna blow up. No, I'm talking about no more clocking in, no more clocking out. No more wake up on time, go to sleep on time, gotta get ready for school on time. You know, all, all that stuff is for computers and we are not computers. We are all divine beings. So, I need you guys to understand the the cabal and all this evil secret society and big banker and big pharmacy. They all are working together to try to stop this because as soon as this motion happens, they're getting... They're going to get flipped over. The capstone is going to get flipped. The whole pyramid is going to get flipped on on its head. And then we, the people, are going to rise. You see? 
And they don't want that. I mean, of course they don't want that. But uh, it's time. I mean, really. Don't you feel like it's time? Aren't you tired of slaving? Did you know that whenever you fill out a job application, you put that social security number on there, that's where your money coming from? You know that's how the rich stay rich and the poor stay poor? Makes sense, huh? Did you know that whenever you retire and that they give you that $1,200 a month, did you know that comes out of your trust too? Did you know there's trillions in your trust on average and they only giving you $1,200 a month? Did you know? Did you know every time you go to court, you only have to go? Did you know? Did you know whenever you go to court that you most of the time are under admiralty law jurisdiction and you think that you go in there under under the bar law or, you know, under common law? No. No, y'all, y'all don't even know. You know? Did you know that all these people and vendors are purposely reversing the payments and keeping the money on purpose and then lying, trying to steal our consent for the reversal? by um, lying and sending us a notification that the payment was reversed or not found or whichever, you know, they got three or four weapons.